Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing here in mid-August on a Thursday morning. Joining me from Oakland, California, is Anscapes, Mark Spears. Hello, Mark. How was you? How are you? How was your summer going? I rode my bike yesterday. That was fun. Went fishing a couple weeks ago. I think yeah. we went. This, like is another, great... this is another fishing excursion, but go ahead. I just love how you fell in love with fishing in the bubble. Yeah. You know what my I, other new hobby is, Brian? Well, go ahead and finish on that. No. I just, it's like you and Clay, I, th- I feel like you and Clay, you know, yeah. Clay, like when he was recovering during COVID, got into the boat. I feel like you should be out on Clay's boat. Fishing. I, I should. I should. And he hasn't invited me. Oh. And he, he shot me out a couple times because he was said I was the first person he interviewed in the, with um, in the Bay. Um mm. But uh, he hasn't invited me on the boat. I'm kind of disappointed. I don't even have to bring my fishing pole. I just want to go with Captain Clay and and, and <laughs> take that ride. You know what I'm saying? I'll bring a life jacket with me. But um, my, you know what my latest one is? I I can't even wait for this. Vinyl collection. Boy, you are straight on midlife crisis with that, man. No, no. I'm, I'm loving it, Brian. I'm loving it. And, and and they're collector's items too, man. So it's like uh, you know, figuring out puzzles, trying to get it and get the ones I want. But I do have, you like uh, them for the nostalgia, or do you like them f- for like the quality of the audio or whatever? Probably both. But um, you know, the, 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 you'll laugh at this. My wife was like giving me a hard time about it. She's like, we we have all the streaming services. Like, why do you need these records? Right, like it doesn't make any sense. And then I played this Mary J. Blige, what's the 411 album? And the way it sounded, she she rarely gives me a my bad, but she gave me <laughs> you enjoyed that one. Oh, you savored man. that. I, I can't tell you what the last one was before it, but um she, she was like, You're right, it does sound better. So I've been on a hunt to get like there's like I might have like a hundred albums now, but I'm on a hunt for a few in particular. Yeah. Wow, uh, you, you, the, it's the hunt that you like, right? I mean, as much. Yeah, as no, like. but it's been cool. Cause I've been going to um, different vinyl stores in different cities. You know, I went in Boston during the finals. I went to New, New Orleans, shout out to peaches records, peaches record store. Like it's amazing. <laughs> that just uh, sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, I got a nice cool peach peaches t-shirt that i wore yesterday <laughs> but like oh, i've man, been on we the hunt for a couple here. things man yeah, yeah. I, I, i've been wanting to get anybody out there that could sell me a rihanna anti-album that's what i'm on the hunt for but they like started right. like 350 oh my god now you need yeah. to find you need to find some you know dusty you need to be going to yard sales no i, I did get shout out to my cousin jeffrey armont God bless my aunt and my uncle. They passed within the last two years, and he sent me a lot of their old albums. Okay. So I was listening to a, a beautiful Stevie Wonder album a couple of days ago. So shout out to him. Well, there's a there's a woman I know who lives in New York City. I won't say her name because I don't, don't want to. She's been in, involved with rock and roll for decades, and she's lived in the same apartment in New York for like 45 years because you know these New York folks who doesn't move, rent control, whatever. Yeah. And she has like a record collection of like, 
I don't know, like five, eight thousand. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. It's thousands. Yeah. And she wants to sell it, but she wants to sell it all for one big price. She doesn't want to sell it piecemeal. And she and and you know what? You, you can find somebody that will buy them. Yeah, she might. Like I've she you know might. in my record stores uh, that I've been you know cruising. Uh, one guy said, "Yeah, I have a big shipment coming in. I, somebody passed away, and he bought all the records and stuff like that." So, hey, I, I, I believe it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we do talk about the NBA, but I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're enjoying your summer. You um, asked? No, I did. I was. No, this is great. I wish we could do. I wish we wish we could do it. But you know, the tagline of the show is we talk about the NBA. It, it's, it's about brand awareness at this point. Yes, true, true. We'll do a we'll do a, a bonus podcast on that. Yes. Um, um. So this last week, uh, obviously the big news. I mean, you know, we're on a different schedule right now, so it's a couple of days by, but there isn't had an opportunity much to talk about it with um, the meeting that Kevin Durant had in London last week. Now I was in London last week and I've, I've, um, I've, I've wondered like uh, what would have been amazing if I like went into a Starbucks and saw like Joe Sy and Kevin Durant in the back with uh, (laughs) Chai tea and, and uh, you know, Scott's uh, jazz club. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it, I'm sure it happened in a glorious hotel suite that yeah. costs, uh, t- you know, $10,000 a night. But um, I was thinking how funny that would be. Um, so I really what I'm not sure about Spears is. Um, I think I think the most I think the two most important things to me coming out of this are one that Durant is not changing his stance on wanting to be traded. Yeah, um, because there was some thought like, man, they haven't been able to find a deal for him. You know, Kyrie seems to be a little bit more settled. Maybe he would be willing to come back and try it again. Uh, There was like this feeling like, and like Durant like made it clear, like, no, uh, that's not happening. I still want to be traded. Doesn't mean he will be traded, but I think that was an important thing because we didn't know where Kevin was after six weeks of this trade because he hadn't, at least in any meaningful way, uh, express that. Um, two is a lot of people focused on the first part of this, the tweet that Joe Sy sent, which was he was saying basically he's not firing Steve Nash and Sean Marks. I'm interested in the second half of what he said, which seemed like a basic sentence, but I don't think was basic, which is when he said, we're going to do what's best for the Brooklyn Nets. That seems like something you would say in passing. But what I think he's saying there is, we're not making a trade to satisfy Kevin. We're making a trade to satisfy us. And so they both kind of doubled down on their position. Kevin doubled down. They wanted to be traded and the Nets doubled down that they're not going to be pressured into a trade um, because Kevin is trying to make it uncomfortable. Um, You've seen a lot of things in the NBA. Uh, There have been coaches who have been, uh, you know, star players are trying to get coaches. You know, the NBA is 75 years old. There's probably been star players trying to get players coaches, what, for like 74 and a half of those 75 years? Yeah. And there will be for another 75 years. It's the nature of the NBA. I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not really reactive to that. Um, I, I just don't know exactly. Like, I think it was presented that, that Durant made those requests at this meeting, but I don't have, I don't, I'm not 100% sure that's true. Yeah. So um, I'm, I really am setting that aside. I'm sort of ignoring that, yeah. Spears. I don't know yeah. how you saw it. Yeah, I, I've kind of heard the frustration with 
um, Sean Marks. Um, wouldn't be the first time that a star and a general manager didn't see eye to eye, right? Right. The Nash thing was kind of a new thing uh, because if I'm not mistaken, um, Kevin and um, Kyrie wanted Nash, right? There wasn't even really a coaching search there. This is, I don't, I don't, I don't know that Nash gets hired without their blessing, correct? True. And I, I think people are doing sort of like that. They're saying, well, what about this? What about you wanted him hired? And again, I'll say, well, yeah, but that's commonplace in the NBA. A player yeah. wants a coach and then a player's done with the coach. Like that's not yeah. surprising to me. Um, yeah. If he, but really I think was, that, but, but, but that was new to me. Um, maybe um, this Marks thing I've heard I've, uh, in the past and I actually talked to Sean Marks this summer a little bit at summer league and he he, de he definitely didn't seem stressed he hmm. definitely didn't seem in a hurry he talked about an upcoming vacation to hawaii sounds <laughs> like, great yeah like so i i think you're right on it what you said earlier is um you know they're going to do what's best for them and and I've, i i always have this quote man that pal gasol told me once that just always rings in my head he's like it's great being a free agent but then after you sign everything goes out the window you have no power anymore and I well think you have you have your power is limited i mean i think yeah. he still has you know kevin could probably still dictate their travel schedule like hey we're gonna yeah. stay an extra night in la i think they'd let him do that yeah. but i don't think he is especially after you've demanded a trade i'm not sure you can dictate yeah. the hiring and firing yeah and so but also i mean you signed a deal so you can't dictate yeah. that they're going to trade you either. Right. And you, you just saw what happened with Ben Simmons and the ridicule that he received. I can't see Kevin sitting out. Well, I don't know what his choice is at this point, Spears. I think that yeah. again, so, so after the initial wave where the report from um, the athletic came out and then um, size tweet came out, the, at that point, I'm starting to think about training camp because by going this route, Kevin's options are a little bit limited. If he, you know, he's, he's asked to be traded. He's been told, you know, no, or at least not now. He's asked for the coach and general manager to be replaced. And they basically has been told no. So you just show up at camp and just accept the L and say, okay, well, I asked and they said no. And I'll just play here. I mean, that I agree with you that I think it's, I find it hard to believe that Kevin would just sit on the sidelines fully healthy and miss games. Yeah. Um, and maybe that would, that's the Nets position that ultimately he would play. But I, yeah. at this point, I mean, with this aggressive posture, I, I think it, it makes it hard for him to come to camp because yeah. if he comes to camp, he's kind of raising the white flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I there's, mean, uh, there's been some, yeah, there's been some reporting that he, I have not personally heard this, but um, there's been some reporting to this, and I don't, that's so I disagree with it. You know, in the offseason, the um, the Nets let go Adam Harrington, who was their uh, mm. one of their one of their assistant coaches, who that's his happened guy. to be, yeah, and um, that's his guy that he works with on a daily basis, you know, on teams, yeah. um every player has like an assistant he works with some of the, some of the assistants have two or three players. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's the development 
assistant who works with the young guys. There's a big yeah. man who works with the big men, um, you know, uh, and star players. There's some star players that tend to have guys they like to work with. And so um, it's been reported that, you know, uh, they let this guy, Adam Harrington, go and that Durant wasn't even told. He found out after the fact. Yeah, um, that's not good. And that he's actually been continuing to work out with him. Now, the question is, is that really enough to, you know, cause you to demand a trade? Um, but I think it's probably just one more, um, you know, log on the fire. And look, I, yeah, look let's yeah. just be honest. I, I don't think Steve Nash has exactly made anybody forget about Red Auerbach out there. <laughs> and, and you know, and in that, um, in that, uh, that playoff series against the, the Celtics, Ime Udoka had some impressive coaching maneuvers against him. Um, yeah, but when you hire, it's, it, but it's, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to judge Nash based on all the turmoil. To me, I agree. It's I would love to know now. I mean, let's just remember. Let's just remember who Steve Nash was as a player. Yeah, Steve Nash was a um, uh, an ultimate competitor. Yeah. He was hard nosed. He was relentless. He yeah. I played against know, him in college. West Coast I, Conference. Yeah. West Coast Conference uh, clash. He 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 said many times that you know putting you in the pick and roll was one of the most difficult things he ever did. Um, <laughs> you know he just you know he, he he through the back part of his career he fought those back injuries and you know yeah. laid on the court and you know just did everything he possibly could to keep playing and. Um, he's just the mentality of Kyrie Irving just is not who just, I just can't believe that Steve Nash has worked with Kyrie Irving every day and thinks, boy, this is, um, this is the way to conduct yourself. And, um, you know, Kevin, you know, Steve Nash has done nothing but praise Kevin and nothing, as far as I can see, nothing but, um, set things up for him. Um, so I mean, this is a very respected. He may not be a great coach. He may never be yeah. a great coach. He may be a great coach down the line. He's yeah. not a great coach now. Um, I think he'd admit that. Um, but I don't. I I would love for him to write a memoir about these years, Spears, so that we can know what Steve Nash is really feeling, because he looks like he's been like sedated during press conferences. You know, he looks like, and Brian, you know this from past years. He looks like Nick, old Knicks coaches. You know what I mean? Like I remember when <laughs> how Isaiah was when he was coaching the Knicks, and like yeah. the Knicks could bring in the nicest guy in the world and turn him into a jerk, right? Or or just turn him into despondent. And uh, it happened kind of with Mike Woodson. Yeah, like uh, you know, he had that one really good year, and then they just kind of withered on the vine, and you know, he he turned kind of surly. Remember um, when? Uh, Woodson was sitting in the stands at Summer League. And, uh, you know, God bless him, Jonathan Soprano, who I, I need him to write a book about his time with the Knicks. Yeah. The PR guy. He sat in the stands at Summer League, not on, on, on the actual stairs, next to Woodson's seat to make sure that nobody talked to Woodson. Yeah. That, I mean, and, and just the look on Woodson's face, that's Nash right now. It's just. I mean, Mike Woodson has been involved in the nba i mean now he's coaching at indiana but he was involved in the nba for like 35 or 40 years i mean yeah 
he could handle his business, but he's a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the same thing about Steve Nash. He's a grown yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I always think of um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I can't remember what year exactly he asked for the trade from the, uh, from the bucks. Uh, 70. Let me see when that was, but so um, 73. Right. Yeah. I think. Um, uh, so, you know, he he had a meeting right before the start of the season um uh and it was with wayne Embry, who was um the general manager and you know kareem abdul kareem was the the driving force of the the, the championship team but wayne Embry had built the team he had gone out and gotten oscar robertson yeah um and uh you know the the year before they had they had gone to the finals In and, 1974 uh, by the way and law and loss, I believe in seven. Yeah. Um, so, so, so he got traded in 75, but 74, he comes to, to, um, to a meeting right before the start of training camp and he requests a trade. They have this, I remember reading about it. They have this dinner at this hotel in Milwaukee. I remember they ate beef Wellington and it was like a real cordial dinner. And then it's in, it was in a hotel suite. And then uh, afterwards, Kareem and his agent says he'd like to be traded. And he said he wanted to go to New York, LA or Washington. And it, by the way, it stayed secret for like nine months. It, it came yeah. out like right at the end of the season, which is a different time in there. But the point I'm trying to make is this is 1974. So this is 48 years ago. Moments after Kareem makes a trade demand to the Bucks, Wayne Embry volunteers to quit. Basically, do you want me to be fired? This is a guy who is the previous two years, they, they've like the previous three years, they've won a title, been to the finals, been to the conference finals. He obviously had built the team. He said, do you want me to be fired? Yeah. And the reason that, that Wayne Embry said that was because he knew that if it, anybody in the world who had to choose between him and Kareem, yeah. they would choose Kareem and he would be gone. And so my, my point is, is that that was going on 50 years ago, 50. Yeah. It's going to go on in 50 years from now. Yeah. And so the fact that Durant would want to have some say who the general manager is, it's not shocking. We can debate whether or not it's, it's smart business or whatever. Um, it's not shocking. But the way he's gone about this has really limited his options. If he had asked for, for a change in the general manager a year ago before his extension, yeah. and he had good reasons, he's like, look, I don't like, I didn't like the hard trade i didn't like this or whatever i mean he probably would have gotten it done uh they probably would have tried to talk him out of it but the way things are going he just doesn't you know he does he's put himself in a position where he doesn't have the clout he doesn't have the leverage because of the contract and the way he's handled this summer it just hasn't it hasn't been ideal and it's not getting him what he wants spears and and you you tweeted out something or maybe you said i think you said this on nba today recently is that it's hurting his trade value too right yeah i want to see if you can expound on that a little bit so as i, I was, that talking, was an interesting nugget yeah so i was talking to some some um and after this came out i just kind of wanted to know how you know how people were reading it because i was kind of scratching my head now um some there's some information that i don't have of course i wasn't at the meeting um, I, I don't know when he asked for Nash and, and Marks to be fired. 
it was my understanding, and I'm certainly not saying that I know it all here. I, I have pieces of the puzzle. It was my understanding that when Kevin asked to be traded, the Nets were a little bit confused as to what his reasoning was. They had some yeah. theories, and they may have um, um, known that he had some animus towards the job that Nash and Marks were doing. Um, but maybe I just didn't have the information. Maybe, maybe I'm just behind on this. But when I talked to people and did reporting after the trade demand, I never heard that he had asked for that, those firings. Um, but again, I've subsequently heard that that didn't stun the net. So I don't know where the truth is, but, um, that was that request, whether it happened in June or whether it happened in August, under these circumstances, it was confusing to me um, because the season ended four months, three months ago for him. Um, and uh, so I was trying to figure out, I was trying to get my arms around. But it what, all came what, out after the, the Kyrie Lakers stuff came out, right? So I, I, I have to believe there's a connection there. Well, I have to wonder about uh, – uh, Kevin hanging out the last 10 days in Europe with Harden. They're, yeah. they're going to Travis Scott concerts. They're in Barcelona. They're in San Tropez. I mean, it's literally looking like they're having an awesome time. You know, <laughs> they, they, they've, they've been friends for a decade yeah. and Harden wanted out of there. And so now I'm wondering, I mean, not like I'm, saying that, oh, you know, just because he's not hanging with Kyrie, you know, that that's a thing. But, like, he clearly is still boys with Harden. Yeah. Um, so, um, anyway, I'm trying to get my arms around it. So I'm talking to teams out there. Good including luck. some <laughs> Right. So including some teams that have been in, in negotiations with the Nets about Durant. I'm like, what do you, what do you make of this? And they're like, this is not making anybody – want to improve their offer. Yeah. Um, because really what, what's happened is that the Nets have basically said none of these offers are any good. And these other teams are like, well, that's our offer for right now. And so we're in a stalemate. And the Nets want something to happen that increases the offer. And so this move is not going to increase the offers. And in fact, the Nets sort of hardening their position with what Josiah said in that tweet Made it clear they weren't gonna they weren't gonna take a discount. Yeah, like like uh, like th their 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 position on demanding a massive premium is not changing. So yeah. like I think I don't think there's really been a move. I don't want to say Kevin's farther away from getting traded, but he's not closer. No. So whatever he was trying to accomplish in that meeting, yeah. And I don't even know. And I wish I had all the information. I just I just have to be honest, Mark. I don't have it all. I would like to know when I'm going to try to find out, I don't know if I'll be successful. I'd like to know who asked for the meeting. Um, and I'm, and I'm curious as to, um, what good comes from leaking that out on both sides? Well, you have to wonder if it was a leak because For the ones who get it done, Ranger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists 
who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big, and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting. And starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start. With thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can, even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Or sometimes so, there's somebody, sometimes. somebody on either side wanted it out. This is one of those cases where it, it makes both sides look it's not good for either. I, agree. I don't know what benefit comes from either side having that out. I agree, but it was interesting that Josiah found no problem in coming out and making a statement about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and I just don't know, you know, Travis Scott had a concert scheduled in London for a while. In fact, I think he, I was, I was in London. I saw ads for yeah. it. Um, he was having, I believe, two or three days of concerts in a row at the O2 yeah. Arena. Yeah. Um, that was on the books for a long time. I don't know when Kevin... Um, and and Harden decided to go, but I'll bet it wasn't yeah. the day before. <laughs> so Durant was in uh, in London, so his schedule dictated he was in London. Did he? Did Cy come over there to meet with him? Like that's a kind yeah, of a big yeah, ask. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, again, for all I know, Josiah's got business in London, or he's got business in Paris, and he was on his way. And you know, when you've got your own jet, it doesn't matter. But still, yeah. you know. It's one thing to ask, hey, um, uh, I'm in New York. Can you come to L.A.? I mean, that's a that's a that's a kind of a big ask that that yeah. happens. Yeah. But to fly over to London like. That's, you know, somebody maybe their schedule is just a line, but somebody made some effort there. Yeah. So that, you know, well, that is I mean, effort. Joe size that effort is um a, a very nice plane it ain't like me like the, no, the trek you just took to london which you you know going yeah, uh that were you even direct no, no. <laughs> um trust me but he, I was, he flew in a much uh nicer capacity than you did. i am well aware uh, also yeah, we were so, five hours late getting in and i missed exactly. the soccer match i was gonna go to uh he he he, he went to a private airport i'm sure brian i'm sure he did yes uh, I'm sure he didn't um, have as much issue um, getting checking his bags. Uh, he probably slept in his well, bedroom you, on the plane. I'm sure he did. I'm sure his plane yeah. is, is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying still, like, um, regardless of the comfort of the trip, it's time. Yeah. For a billionaire. That well, I mean, but valuable. Kevin's worth that. Like, I mean, they had to meet at some point. And, no, I and, agree. Uh, I, 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 I think maybe perhaps he was hoping that he could figure it all out. But see, here's, but see, again, I don't have the information, but like, here's the thing. My feel on this is that the Nets are trying to sell Durant on coming back. Yeah. And give it another try. 
So like my feel, again, I'm going to underline it if I can, because I don't want to yeah. be pigeonholed into a report. My feel is that Cy was like, okay, I'll come to London because I want to have a spirit where let's try to make this work out. And then Durant yeah. was like, Nope, I still want to be traded. And by the way, I still want Nash fired and Sean, yeah. you know, you know. And so like, if I had the details of how that came down, I would, it would, it would make me have a better feel of just where they are. Because yeah. the other thing that's this wild about this Spears. So last year on the first day of training camp, I was in Brooklyn and that's the day we found out that Kyrie couldn't participate because he was unvaccinated and it set the tone for the entire net season. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, a couple, you know, a hundred whatever miles away down in Philly, Ben Simmons was not reporting. And now media day is coming in about six weeks. I don't know what could happen. A hundred different things could happen. Yeah. But now you're going to have Ben Simmons, you know, from what I understand, smiling and, and having high hopes for this season. And Kyrie and appears to be on better terms with the Nets than he was two months ago. Uh, the, you know, Cy is tweeting nice things about him. The Nets are putting Kyrie videos on their social media and everybody seems nice and happy. <laughs> and um, there, was, there was actually, um, you know, th there, there was a couple of remarkable stories um, that were in the media this week. Um, and one of the stories was a, a story came out in the New York post, I believe that indicated that, um, uh, that Kyrie also didn't like Steve Nash or he, you know, he, he, hate. I believe the story was he hates Nash and Marks that was reported. Mm. Um, and his, uh, stepmother who's also his agent gave Ms. on the Ms. record Riley. quote, Shatalia Riley Irving, Mrs. Riley Irving. Yeah. She went on the record, which she has not done regularly, as far as I know. And she said, um, Kyrie does not hate Steve or Sean. That's not part of his being, nor how he represents of himself in the world. He's about peace, love, and acceptance. Hmm. End of quote. That's just an absolutely amazing little moment in this. <laughs> journey we're on he doesn't hate anybody he's about peace love and acceptance yeah um like that now, hating just, somebody and not working with them are two different things right not so also i want to just and i'm not saying that this what i'm about to read you is relevant to what's going on but i think that it should be on the record because it is on yeah the um kevin durant's agent rich Kleiman. durant and Rich Kleiman were producers of a documentary that just came out on uh, the great New York City point guards. Uh, I believe it was called uh, Point God. Excellent point documentary. Got okay. must see documentary. Make sure I you have see not it. seen it. I have not seen it. Um, so Rich, Kevin was not available for many interviews around this because he's yeah. a trade demand. Yeah. So Rich did some interviews, and there was a story in <clears throat> Billboard magazine all about Rich Kleiman, and the whole story is about his whole career. And how he uh, got to know Mark Ronson and Jay-Z when he was coming up in the business. And um, it's actually a, a good background piece. It's not really much about Kevin at all. However, this quote is in there. And I just think it should be noted. I definitely want to be part 
of an NBA organization at one point in my life. Whether that's an ownership or being the president of team or doing it with KD after he retires. What Leon Rose and Bob Myers have done, those are incredible jobs. Would I want to run a prestigious organization? Why not? This, this story comes out with Rich Kleiman on the record. Now, look, he could have given that interview four weeks ago. Yeah. He could have given that interview 12 weeks ago. But I think it's interesting that in the same time that Kevin Durant is asking <laughs> for the general manager to be fired, that we have a story with his agent saying he wants to be a general manager like Bob Myers and Leon Rose. Yeah. Um, these are two quotes that, you know, just I just have watched in the last week. Go okay, like I I'm going to hold on to that um, to Mrs. Riley Irving's quote about how Kyrie is only believes in love, love and acceptance, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to it because I think that's one of those things where you're like, oh really? You know what's um, sad about this, Brian? I'm, I'm I'm gonna just jump in here, man. These two guys on the basketball court are just like beautiful, poetic, elite box office. Kevin Durant's the best scorer in the world. Kyrie with a basketball is like curly Neal of 2022. It's just, yeah, I, I, it's just so, I can't name two. I mean, I can't name five players. I love watching more play than them guys. Right. Yeah. There, might, there might be four, but I can't name five. And it's just I just wish it was just about basketball, man, because we are missing. What should be some of the greatest basketball this league has ever seen from now. And I've gotten to know Kevin really well. I think I know Kyrie pretty well. I like them both as people. And I, hate I like Kevin. Yeah. I like Kevin a lot. I like yeah, Kevin a lot. I, I do too. And I hate that this has become them. Like, like this is the day-to-day. Um, and and as the this is the bed they made, right? Yeah. And and Kevin Durant is the, the, the he living in the Bay Area. Those couple years I got to be close and watch him play. I mean, I, I'm blessed to see Steph Curry a lot. But to watch him play is just the greatest offensive player I've ever seen. Like unstoppable. And I it's, just I just hate that this so easy. And I hate that this is part of his resume for him, man. And this is part of Kyrie's resume. Like, because they're two great of uh, basketball players. Like we we haven't talked nothing about KD's jump shot or his ability mm-hmm. to uh be unstoppable or Kyrie's dribbling skills and it's like it's all like the reality shows my wife watches man that's what this feels like like I just wait for somebody to throw a drink on somebody you know Spears you're so right because like what we should be talking about is it there's been some concept that Ben Simmons could play center for this team this year yeah and when you think about those lineups We'd have Simmons at center and he could be protected by Durant and Kyrie and Seth Curry and Joe Harris. That would be one of the most potent shooting lineups 
that you could ever see. And you could have Simmons defend the center position and then potentially be the creator or work and pick and roll with any of those guys spreading the floor. I mean, that's terrorizing stuff. Um, you know, you think about like what happens like, you know, when they have Royce O'Neal in there to, to add to defense where they can yeah. improve defensively. What if TJ Warren, I mean, I know he's got like this chronic foot problem and I'm not, but what if TJ Warren comes back and is the guy who was in the bubble? No question. One of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. Like, um, like there's a lot about this team. And I mean, I would assume that this is one of the things that Joe side would want to talk to Kevin about. Like, Look at this team. You know, Bobby Marks yeah. on NBA Today this week said this is the best Nets team Durant's been on, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, I've said I, it a I said times. on NBA Today a couple of days ago. I'm like, they asked us to do this win projection. I'm like, there's no team in North American sports that is harder to project than them right now because okay. they could be out of the playoffs and they could be number one. Well, you know, the NBA schedule hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, probably it, it's, for a it's, reason. Like you gotta exactly. I mean, there's never the back. right. There's never like a, a, a definitive date when it comes out. But and and we, we've been in COVID, so we've been off. But typically, it is usually out in early to mid August. Yeah. Do you include Brooklyn right now? I mean, you know, like, do you put Brooklyn in a, on a premium Christmas Day game or not? <laughs> you know? I wouldn't. Yeah, but I mean, to your point. Like that team, I, I believe Ben's going to be ready to play, right? Uh, and we, I, I, I know people want to hate on his shooting, but he's an all star and he's an incredible player to me. Like if they just gave this a chance, and it's just too much. Like I think they could have a really special team, and it's just, it's just sad that we are talking about what we're talking about right now. Yeah. We, we we should be at this point in mid early August, like scrambling. We should be talking schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should talk more about my my vinyl collection that I'm trying to grow yeah. and fishing places and and yeah, you know, we should be talking about the uniforms. Them. All the teams are coming out yeah. with uh, they're bringing back throwback. So the the Pistons are coming out with uh, the the horse teal. Do you like that? No, I hated it. I did too. <laughs> I didn't like it. I hated the color. Uh, no, I mean, I, I kind of get, you know, it's kind of a cool, I, it's kind of a novelty. Um, the, uh, I saw the Warriors are bringing back the run DMC, TMC, run TMC, um, uh, uh, uniforms. Yeah, the other, the, uh, have you seen their new one? The like Cal Berkeley that people are calling them the Cal Berkeley uniforms. Um, They're kind of awful. I haven't seen them, but I saw but that I the like Lakers the TMC one is is dope. The Lakers are bringing back like the powder blue Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Laker. It's not going to say those uniforms. I think said M L P S on them. Yeah, or not L, but M, whatever, whatever it was. This is just going to say I think Lakers. But I mean those MPLS people, right? MPLS. Those people, people will love those. Um, that's what we, that is what we should be talking about. The powder blue UCLA looking like those. Those are pretty. I think oh. it would not surprise me if we see number six. Those 
powder blue number six jersey start to be pretty covered. Oh, no question. You know, and, and we have to give a shout out to soccer, to, to football, F-U-T-B-O-L. Proper um, football. Yes, because they were the ones that came out with the kits, the jerseys that the, every year. And I used to like, why are they always putting out these new kits every year, these new jerseys every year? And it's because they want to, you know, I, I just, right. I just, I remember Kobe Bryant was saying, yeah, the reason why my jersey's not number one anymore is because everybody has it. <laughs> right. And, and that was before yeah. they started like putting out new jerseys and eight different jerseys every year. And that's, that's a, that's a soccer. Well, thing. I just remember in terms of jerseys, like the league used to be kind of strict. Like, like they were like, okay, you can wear special jerseys, but you can only wear them. Christmas. Uh, you know, I don't remember the exact number, so don't hold me to it. But you can only wear them six times, you know, and you had to like pick them, you know, before the season. That, that's the way it used to be. And uh, now, like, teams have custom courts, you yeah. know, <laughs> you, yeah. like you show up for a Warriors game and you don't know what court is going to be down. Yeah. Is it going to be the Oakland court? <laughs> that's know. funny they never wore the oakland jerseys or mentioned oakland on the court while they were actually in oakland but once they left oakland all of a sudden oakland got love i know but it's it <laughs> yes that kind of there's all kinds of politics embedded yeah. in jerseys like for example the bucks logo now has an outline of the state of wisconsin why does it have an outline of the state of wisconsin is it because they embrace their fans yeah. from 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 Lake Superior to to the to Racine on the border. I mean, yes, but the, the real answer is because when they built their arena, they needed money from the state. Mm. They got money from the state to help build the arena, and they wanted to. You know, there were people like you know hours away from Milwaukee going, "Why am I? Why is my tax dollars going to that?" And so they wanted to yeah. embrace. We are Wisconsin. So their logo now has the whole state of Wisconsin logo. And for a while, they used to have their training camp in Madison. As soon as they got that money, they would have their training camp at University of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so like, and again, I'm not even singling them out. Like, oh my God, like there's, there's politics and all this kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, we should be talking about the jerseys right now. Did you see that um, the Wizards brought theirs back? They're all. Uh, which one? Yeah. The Bullets jerseys or the Wizards jerseys? The Wizards, like the first Wizards jerseys. Oh, that sort of, um, um, uh, that sort of, that, that hat? That yeah. Like, uh, that, like the Jester hat or whatever? Gilbert, the one Gilbert Arenas used to wear and all that. I, think, I will like. say this, though, Spears. I loved watching Gilbert Arenas play. Oh, I did, too. Loved it. I did, too. And... Uh, you know, that was a guy. Agent, who, what was it? Agent Zero? Was Agent it? Zero. Agent Zero, man. Um, Abachi. He was <laughs> Abachi. <laughs> he. Uh, Great podcast too. He's he's a character. Oh man, I I loved you know the incident in the locker room sullied his career, but I mean, what an incredible player to watch and. And so that's what I think about when I think about those Wizards jerseys. Yeah. Remember at the All-Star in Denver when I think Shaq dared him to join the, the people jumping off the, on the trampolines during the timeout? Oh, my God. Is, I, was at, I was there, but I don't remember that. And Gilbert Arenas, like, ran in line with them. 
and jumped on the trampoline and dunked. What I remember about Gilbert is he had like supposedly a million dollar birthday party. I have no idea what it was actually a million dollars. He had a million dollar birthday party after a game one night. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, like. <laughs> he was the greatest, one of the greatest combinations of player and character in the league. For sure. Okay. So his 25th birthday party. Yeah. So Gilbert Arenas. Um, had a $1 million, had a $1 million birthday party for 7,500 people. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seat Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code HOOP. That's code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Seventy five hundred closest friends. I guess. Um, In DC. I I was in DC, and I feel like there was a game that day, but don't hold me to that. Yeah. Um. So. DC quietly at that time had one of the greatest club scenes and maybe the best club scene in the country. There's these, uh, there was this guy and I forgot his name, but he, he did down to a science. Like clubs that were like four stories high. And uh, so I'm assuming that Gilbert went to one of that man's places. Yeah, it's um, it happened in, in Mark uh, Barnes, I think his name was. I don't know, man. That's not my yeah. world. But uh, I'm trying to put you on game, Brian. I will say this: I remember, like, about that time, and you know, it used to be, and I remember, like, Pat Riley had this rule. It used to be that, you know, teams when they got charter planes, they would always fly out for the game. Yeah, um, it was like a rule. And then teams started staying in LA, <clears throat> especially in those the winter. And if they were like going to Salt Lake the next game, they would like, like say, "Now we're going to stay in LA." So teams started doing it in LA and then maybe they would start to do it in Miami and then maybe New York. But I remember DC got in that rotation. Yeah. Nah, DC. So teams, it's Mark is Mark would Barnes. start saying in DC. And I think that was, they would connect with the guy, Mark Barnes, man. He was, uh, uh, probably from 90 to 2010. He was one of the most legendary. He was the most legendary club promoter in the, in, in the country. Let me give him a shout DC? Out. Yeah. 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 So um uh well Gilbert, I just remember the Cavs when the when they played in the in the playoffs, they played against them three times. But I remember 
they you remember this spears we used to go in the locker room now we don't even go in the locker room we used to go in the locker room before the game and they would have their strategy boards there oh yeah they used to cover we just look at it yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and that was back before people were taking photos you know people started taking photos people started yeah uh, that ended real fast. But like, I remember looking at the Cavs strategy board before like game one of the playoff series. And one of the bullet points on the board was don't overreact when Arenas makes his 30 footer. <laughs> because, you know, I know that this was, you know, not as covered as not as much of attention and he didn't do it as much as like Trey young and, and, and Steph, but Gil like routinely tossed up like 28 footers. And he would make them. He didn't make them yeah. all the time. He didn't make them as much, but um, that was part of his game, for sure. This is what we should be talking about instead of Durant. Yeah, old stories. Um, yeah. Did I got a question for you? First year covering the Cavs is what? Three four two thousand three two thousand four. At that time, you still got to go to practice, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, they. I, I remember that Dan Essel used to. You know, they used to Jeff Bazdelic and they used to let me in the Nuggets practice and we and and I loved and hated it because you have to be there for the whole thing, but you got to learn. That's one thing. Um there's been some restriction of uh and, and fans don't care about this and on, on, on media availability. But I, I, I do think twenty years ago they allowed us to really get to know the players, really get to know see him practice and go behind the scenes and our seats were so much closer. I, I I remember seeing big baby break down on a bench and being five minutes, five feet away from it. And the richness of our stories, the information we were able to get and the, the stories we would tell about just everything behind the scenes about the players. They've, they've taken a lot of that away from us, which is funny. Cause I, you hear fans, they're always talking about, uh, oh, y'all don't need to be in there anyway, but you guys want to read that, don't you? Like, don't you yeah. want the best information? I mean, and, when I started, the, yeah, the Cavs, well, go ahead, Spares. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but you you got a front court seat to LeBron James. Like, yeah. every night, I had a front court seat to Carmelo Anthony. And um, so I, I do feel kind of bad for today's young reporter who didn't get those experiences, man. Like, we used to sit at the scores table and the trash talking that we used to get to hear. Like I used to tell people the Sacramento Kings Arco arena, which they're blowing up this week, I guess. Oh, are they, they really? Yeah. They're finally blowing it up, which is sad for me. I love that trash, trashy place. Right. <laughs> but they used to give us that incredible seat behind the oh, visiting yeah. bench. Well, you would, you know, when I used that was to go LeBron's there, first game, I was sitting yeah. right there. And you could hear everything there, man. Like it was, it was the best, best seat, man. And I'm reminiscing about how good we used to have it. But like, well, the teams, now used the to teams are practice. taking it all They're, away. I mean, there's a couple of teams that still do, but the teams used to practice in their arena. Yeah, you know. And I remember coming. The Nuggets the, still do. Warriors yeah, do right. now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But the Warriors facility is set up a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little nicer. Yeah. Um, but the Cavs used to practice on a practice court that was off the main concourse. Like no, if you, I remember. If you, so like, I mean, it's still there. We, they uh, use it for something. Yeah, they were using it during All Star Weekend. Yeah, it, yeah. That's where the the seventy five top seventy five players who were all there. That's where they actually had their photo. But um, so 
sometimes there would be there would be events going on in the arena while they are practicing. So one day, <laughs> the circus is going on. It's like a Saturday afternoon practice, and there's like a, a matinee circus performance. Barnum and Bailey Circus is going on, and we're in there, and the, <laughs> there's people just walking. Um, and I won't say who the player is because he was he was a star, and it'll create a headline. I don't want to do that, but it wasn't LeBron. But I come come to practice, and I see the player standing in line to get a hot dog. What is practice, practice gear on? Going on? His practice gear is on. He's standing in line. Sure enough, he gets a hot dog and he's eating a hot dog. And he had been actually thrown out of practice because the coach had gotten mad at him. He threw him out of practice. Ricky. I'm not saying who it was. <laughs> and he and he uh, he was eating. He was eating. He was over there getting mustard. Uh huh. He was over there getting mustard. I I remember that man. It was, did he have Did he have corn roll? I, I my memory's fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "How did you know?" Uh, I, I was wondering how first guess was great. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't pay. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, there was one time I went to practice and Paul McCartney was there playing the arena that night and he was doing a sound check, and like we weren't supposed to. You know, but I like walked in and like stood in the upper deck and watched Paul McCartney do a sound check. I mean, did they see? Anyway, what's that? Did they notice? No, I mean, like, you know, it was like it was like in the upper deck, which is like where the, the practice court was off, like one of the the mid deck. No, no, I'm so, saying like, that the Paul McCartney people noticed. No, you no, you know, I mean, they had like the curtains drawn, but I mean, Paul McCartney, he, like, he played like two or three songs, like to do a sound check. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What are you what are you supposed to do? I mean, they yeah, it's not like he's dancing way. and he was some handsome dude like you want to know. No, you know he was I mean? wearing like, like a t-shirt and jeans. You didn't care if you totally were sitting that, up at the top. Yeah, the the, the it wasn't the Beyonce. Concert. No, no. <laughs> I did well again. I didn't record it on my phone and post it on Instagram. Yeah. So you could, you know, you could you could have stuff like that in a different time. Anyway, I don't know what's gonna happen with Durant, but I say that he's not closer to being traded. And I think he wanted to be closer to being traded after the meeting. And so I think that this round goes to the Nets. He may still get what he wants, but this round yeah. goes to the Nets. Um, not that there's a winner in this situation. So is there any options? Well, I will say that if if indeed, you know, if indeed he doesn't show up to training camp, then we're gonna this is gonna they're gonna pour gasoline on this. Yeah. Because now there's going to be a collective bargaining agreement negotiation going on at the same time that's happening. But like the deadline for them to, to agree is in December, they can push the deadline back, but yeah. that's going to be going on in earnest this fall. You're going to have him potentially losing paychecks. You're going to have is a daily story. Nash is going to, have to talk about it every day. The players got to talk about it every day. Um, Ben's going to have to, then you got Ben's situation. You got to, you're going to ask Ben about it. They're going to ask Kyrie about it. (sighs) You know, it's a mess that to me, you know, the, 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 it's, it's not boiling yet. The, the, the water is just getting warm. Oh, oh, you don't think so? Well, I'm just saying a week ago, if you had asked me, will Kevin Durant hold out a training camp? If he's not traded, I'd have been like, "Eh, I can't see it. Now I can see it. Yeah. So 
uh, that is what we're headed towards. But um, all right, Spears, thank you for your time. Yeah, Thanks to our producers. Thanks for the Collective. We will uh, talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Taco Tuesday over salad? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash hoop, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash hoop now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash hoop.